Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, my name's Stephen. I'm an addict. My clean date's February 12th of 2018. I'm a member of a surrender group in the I-59 area of the Mississippi region of Narcotics Anonymous. February 11th, Strategies for Optimism. Being spiritually awake, we can see the miracles that surround us, even when life is difficult. Living Clean, Chapter 7, Awakenings. Optimism is one of those spiritual principles that perhaps too simplistically gets merged with a personality trait. It's true that some of us easily see the positive side of things because that's who we are but more of us are wired differently. For those of us that weren't born optimists, we can use optimism as a strategy to shift our perspective. It takes effort, sometimes enormous effort, to open our eyes to see life's bounty and beauty during dark times. To me, a member wrote, optimism means that I don't have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can keep checking to see if one appears. And the miracle is that it eventually does, even if it's tiny. Because we risk re rejection and disappointment by doing so, it takes courage to keep peering into that darkness. Optimism can sometimes be found when we take a moment to look outside our own woes. When I can't discern the good in my own life, wrote another, I look at someone else's. I see the road they've traveled and their transformation against all odds. Sometimes it takes one breath to shift my perspective. Other times, I need a crowbar. When we look only at ourselves, we're self-obsessed. Obsessed with what was taken away from us or what we never had. Some of us find our optimism strategy is simply a benefit of the gratitude list. Or it's allowing others to care for us in our times of need, rather than driving them away with our indulgence of, I got this, or poor, poor me. Or it's a prayer, an expression of trust in a higher power. Optimism alone can't save us from the utter despair of self-destruction. We need perseverance, hope, and lots of gratitude. One addict put it like this, The only way to have what I want is to want what I have. I'm relieved I don't have to be an optimist to practice this principle. I will make every effort to see the miracles around me, or at least I can commit to finding strategies that help me to keep looking. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is February 11th. Strategies for optimism. We're here with Paul. Paul, what do you think? Strategies for optimism. Oh, I, I tell you what. Um, without Narcotics Anonymous, I am not optimistic. I I will always see. I will. I, well, it's funny. I think that without the twelve steps of Narcotics Anonymous, I see the world as dangerous and foreboding and. Mm. I don't see, I, I will see the negative first. Now, what this reading talks about is that optimism is a choice. Even 
if we are not naturally optimistic and it talks yeah. about that in there that's wild to look at it that way it's like because yes. you know sometimes like we classify it as like hey this is a oh whole- he's an optimistic person oh, that's really what and I'm glad that you said that about like it, you know, if it weren't for the recovery process, like you, you, you would see things, you know, as negative. Because like when I look at you, dude, I, I don't ever hear you like really like if you bitch about something, you know, we we we'll do like humor, we'll follow it right up with humor. We kind of look at like, okay, you know, where you know where are we going with this? Yeah, I don't look at you as someone who like who bitches and complains and stuff. Like you're a very optimistic. I am because of this fellowship and because of this process of the 12 steps. I, you know, and look, do I think it's only the 12 steps? Do I think I have, I've had a, having had a spiritual awakening. Mm. And for me, one of those spiritual awakenings is to see the world, not as a dangerous place, but to see life as an opportunity. And now here's going to be the, 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 the kicker. It doesn't come from happy and joyous stuff. It comes from painful things. When someone tells you in 1989, by the way, you've got about a year to live. You are HIV positive. We don't have any much we can do for you. Get your affairs in order. You're going to die soon. Mm. That kind of shift, everything, and all the stuff that you think makes the world a bad place doesn't seem so bad anymore. You'll take it for another 10 minutes. You'll take it for another day. You'll take it for another year. Whatever you're going to get from it, you're going to take it with even with the bad stuff. Now, does do everybody have to become HIV positive to be optimistic? No. But here's the thing. Everybody listening to this in this moment has a fatal disease that will kill them if it is untreated. Mm. So everybody listening has the perspective that life is precious. I need to do the things today to help keep that. I need to take care of myself. I need to take my medicine, whether that's getting to the meeting, whether that's calling your sponsor, whether that's picking up that pen and writing an answer to that fucking question you haven't picked up in months Mm. everybody can have that perspective because we're all have this fatal disease bro and that's beautiful sometimes we don't see it like that but we all do and what you're talking about too is 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 this decision that we make just just kind of how this reading breaks out is like hey look we can make this decision to practice you know optimism and what you're hitting on is like is is part of that is practicing and making a decision to participate in the recovery process Absolutely. And look, gratitude, a grateful heart never uses. We, we, we mm. learned that when we first get here. But a grateful heart is not a feeling. It's an action. Mm. I don't feel grateful. I am grateful. And thus, right? serving other people, getting busy with the program. Serving yeah. other yeah. people, going to that H&I meeting. You know, whatever the, the thing is. It's an action. I have to do something to prove that I want to keep my optimistic attitude. Now, look. I'll tell you where that came through at real quick. uh, Let let me hit you with this, Paul, because we were talking about it the other day. Me and somebody else, probably Jennifer, we were laughing about it. It was, uh, uh, so you spoke at the Virginia Beach conference, Mm -hmm. right, a few few Saturdays ago. And uh, fantastic job, man. It was just such a blessing to be able to hear you speak. There were some good speakers that weekend, too. Pat O killed it. 
Yeah, it was excellent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout that out to Pat. Excellent. That was a great. It was a great weekend. That place, the, 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 cool, man. the people were so kind and so generous. And yeah. shout out to Virginia Beach. We love you, and Yeah, and <laughs> Leah killed it with the with the clean time countdown. That whole fucking that whole weekend was 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 awesome. It was a good, it was a good weekend. Yeah, but but Paul, so so man, I and I was so just so excited that I was able to say a couple things and bring you up onto the you know to bring you up and oh, and, you were uh, so kind. It was a fucking rough crowd, though. Listen, the weekend was cool, right? Like all the people were kind, but that mob mentality when you're the, the fucking room was packed and the mic system was a little bit iffy. Oh, yes, dude. And so when so I'm like, hey man, the, the the man I'm about to bring up, and then all I hear is, well, fuck you, can't hear you, can't hear you, get to the mic, you know, fucking rowdy crowd. It, but look, man, you you. And so, so, but the way you get up there, man, and the way that, that it's like, whatever you were just talking about the HIV positive diagnosis, you know, this years ago. And then, you know, um, not too long ago, you were talking about checking vax cards, you know, for your employment, you were standing outside on, on, you know, and stuff. And dude, you always followed and you did Saturday when you spoke and you, 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 you lay out some shit that is like you know, tough to chew on or whatever. And then, and then immediately you followed up with, Oh, fucking, I get the, I get, like, I get to live. What what a, what a life I have. What a life I have because of this. It's inspired. It's, you know, what it actually is, is is when, when people, for me, man, when I, when, when I hear that and I start receiving that, man, it just makes my spirit connect. And it's like, there's, there's something a lot bigger than me that I'm plugged in with Paul. Look, look, and here, you know, it's funny you talking about this Virginia Beach thing. Here's the secret. I came off there and did not feel good about what I what I spoke about. I just didn't. I don't know why. Don't. And look, every single person who came up said we loved it. Thank you so much. But if you don't believe it, Mm. it's not true for you. And look, I have had some sit down conversations with myself to go. You have got to let this go. You have got to stop thinking like this. Mm. And, and look, I, the Virginia Beach thing, who cares? I mean, whatever I thought about it is irrelevant. What everybody else thought about it is what the reality is. I agree with that. But what are the other things in my life that I think are so bad or I don't think or, or I, I keep telling myself are true that aren't like you're mm. unlovable. Mm. You're not worthy. All of those things that all of us struggle with in in our recovery, those that self-talk that seems so real and so true. And those are the biggest barriers to optimism of anything. Is oh, that impending doom piece right that along with impending, that. Impending, you're not good enough. You're never going to be a good enough. You're still a piece of shit. All of that, sh- all that stuff we tell ourselves mm. in our heads. And because it's coming from inside our head, it seems real. That's a loud voice sometimes, bro. It is a very loud voice. Mm. And it's comfortable. We've had it all our lives. So it seems real. And I think one of the spiritual awakenings is to start getting that voice a little quieter. And start mm. listening to the outer voices as they say, you are lovable. You did do a good job. You, everything is okay. All of those things that lead to optimism. Hey, Paul, and that's why we need a fellowship. 
You can't. Barb talks about that sometimes, man. Barb talks about that sometimes where how she, she had this one, you know, she had this one, um, maybe it was a therapist or somebody, somebody told her about, Hey, look, what you need to do is you write these little affirmations down. Yeah. You put them over the thing and then look in the mirror. And I know it sounds, you know, like sometimes you'll hear that and it sounds a little bit like, you know what? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. 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 Of course. And when she talks about this, she's like, look, she, she just got into this habit of looking in the mirror and saying, Hey, I love you. And it, and it started to chip away on, you know, she talks about street barb a lot, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> we love street barb, you know. It, we but we do. Away. We have these messages that are so ingrained that mm. they seem real. They appear real <clears throat> because we have said them so long and we believe them. And part of optimism is to start not believing the the pessimistic stuff that we tell ourselves not good enough, never be good enough. Uh, everything's don't going to Don't share at that meeting. Yeah, don't don't talk coming about off, Coming off of the stage thinking, oh man, that, that fucking sucked. Yeah, absolutely. It's sad. It's sad that we have that. But look, if even if you've listened today and you don't think you can do it, it says at the end, I'm relieved I don't have to be an optimist to practice this principle. Mm. I will make every effort to see the miracles around me or at least I can commit to finding strategies like Barb did that help me to keep looking. So if you don't feel optimistic today, all we invite you to do is to keep looking. We love you. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm-hmm.